Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics beat the Miami Heat, improved to 18-4 and on the season, and my goodness, is Jason Tatum trying to run away with the MVP trophy. Gonna follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and to get things started off here. Jason Tatum is by far the player of the game. My goodness, was he phenomenal tonight. We had some royalty in the building, uh, Princess and Prince William, uh, both in the building, watching Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum. And what a game it was. Uh, Jason Tatum tonight, 49 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, 15 of 25 from the field, 8 of 12 from 3. We've seen Jason Tatum light up the scoreboard for the majority of the season. One thing we haven't seen a ton of is Jason Tatum hitting the three ball. Uh, He has been super efficient basically everywhere else. Uh, Three ball, not so much. He's one of the only players on the team that is shooting under 40%. Uh, Him and Jalen Brown, surprisingly enough. Uh, but Jason Tatum tonight did absolutely everything he wanted. Whatever he wanted to do, he did. Uh, it started off absolutely insane for him. Uh, had 16 points after the first on six of seven from the field, four of four from three. Followed that 16 point quarter up with a 12 point quarter. Followed that 12 point quarter up with a 13 point quarter. He sat most of the fourth uh, because he played literally the entire third quarter because of Jalen Brown's foul trouble. So Joe Mazzola sat Jason Tatum for the first six minutes of this one, and he followed it up with another eight points. End of the night, one point shy of a 50-point double-double. But overall tonight, this was probably the best game that we've seen from him, uh, at least on the offensive end. But one of the things that impressed me the most about Jason Tatum in this one wasn't the 49 points, but it was the defense. It was the hustle. It was everything. There was one play in that fourth quarter where Jason Tatum lost the ball. It was stripped out of his hands. He dove to the floor with three Miami Heat players somehow wrestled it away from Bam out of Bayou, got it to Derek White for an easy land. And that right there summed up all of Jason Tatum's game. Because in my mind, I don't know how on earth he was able to get that ball with three Miami Heat guys right there and somehow made the right play. But that was his day summed up in a play. Because everything Jason Tatum wanted to do he could do. This was just a, a great play through and through for Jason Tatum tonight. Uh, again, on the defensive end too, like had a couple of just monster, monster defensive plays. So this is as good a game as we've seen from him in a long time. And it's not a game where he 
you know, led the team in assists like we have seen him capable of. Uh, but he led the team in rebounding, and he for sure led the team in points. Uh, you, you do out the math; it's kind of it's kind of crazy, ridiculous to say at this point. But between Jason Tatum, Malcolm Brogdon, and Jalen Brown, they scored. Let's call it uh, so it's 50, 70, 96 points between the three of them. 96 points between three guys. Obviously, you know, again, Jason Tatum had 49 points. Even Jalen Brown and Malcolm Brogdon only combined for 47, which is obviously, it's a still a really solid day for them, right? Both a little bit above their average. I think Jalen Brown actually averages 26. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon's not averaging 21, so good for both of them, right? Jalen Brown honestly kind of struggled in this one through most of the game, but that fourth quarter, he played really well, uh, really well. He had 15 points after the third, followed it up with 11 in the fourth. Again, he struggled for the majority of this one, got in foul trouble, didn't play a ton of minutes, uh, ended the game with only 26 uh, which again, compared to, or 28 minutes compared to what we're seeing him play somewhere mid thirties, Jason Tatum, 39 mm-hmm. minutes tonight. If he wasn't in foul trouble, he probably would have been pretty close to it. Uh, Cause this was a, this is a really tough, tough game, right? So very impressive performance from Jason Tatum. But again, Jalen Brown chipped in, had a really, really solid fourth quarter End of the night, 26 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Uh, so it was a really good game assist-wise for Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was getting everybody involved early. Uh, he you know, really came out firing. He had three assists in the first quarter, uh, two assists in the first quarter, uh, but they were both early. Like He had a, a couple of really solid plays. Want to talk about one of the one of the like most fun plays that we've seen in a long time, that backdoor cut in late in the fourth quarter for the alley-oop from Marcus Smart was just pure art, like absolutely incredible play and got the entire crowd just up out of their seats. I believe that was to go up 10 late in the game. So it was in a big point. He also had a like a thunderous dunk from Marcus Martin transition after the Al Horford steal to go up eight with you know four and a half minutes left. So he had a couple of just like really, really incredibly important clutch moments. Uh, so overall, you look, both of the Jays came through. Jason Tatum significantly better in this one, didn't really have anything going against him. Jalen Brown struggled a little bit. It was one of three from three. Uh, outside of that, you know, he was nine of 13 from two or nine of 12 from two. So really like just incredibly efficient game from the mid range and getting to the rim for Jalen Brown in this one. Uh, but the other guy tonight, and I mentioned him briefly, was uh, Malcolm Brogdon. 21 points in this one, six rebounds, one assist, seven of 10 from the field, five of seven from three. And I just feel like every loose ball 
he somehow managed to snag. There were a couple of offensive rebounds. There was a couple like just incredibly tough nosed basketball plays. He had three offensive rebounds in this one. Uh, and it seemed like he found five other loose balls throughout the game. Uh, so really impressive performance from Malcolm Brogdon. It wasn't just him finding the ball throughout. It was numerous, like just huge clutch shots. And I know a lot of people hear clutch and they assume it's at the end of the game. Clutch shots can happen at any point, at any point throughout the game. Uh, but there were a couple in today's game where the Heat went on a run. And Malcolm Brogdon seemed like he was there time and time again, hitting a big shot or finding the ball. He had that awesome drive, dump to Cornette for a dunk, uh, big transition three, big three from Derek White in this one late uh, to really put the heat stretch at bay. So Malcolm Brogdon stepped up in this one uh, and played really, really strong minutes. This was a game where Marcus Smart, you know, was really good, but there were points in this one where he was turning the ball over a bunch too, and you kind of needed to sit him. Like he had three, three turnovers in this one. Wasn't the best game in the world for Marcus Smart. However, you turn around 10 points, nine, nine assists, as well as five rebounds on three of seven from the field, two of three from three. So it's not like Marcus Smart played a bad game. Not what I'm saying. Marcus Smart wasn't the ball protector that he's been as of late. There were a couple of stupid passes. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon came in, shored that up, played really solid basketball, and really propelled this team to another huge victory. Derek White, another guy. Mike Gorman talked about it again on this on this uh, broadcast. 15 points again. Mr. Consistent. 15 points, five assists in this one. Six of 10 from the field, three of seven from three. So Derek White continues to do what Derek White has done all season long. And that is play super efficient basketball. Uh, it's a good one. This is a really good one. We didn't see a ton from other guys. This is a, a pretty quiet Grant Williams game. Played 31 minutes defensively, was solid against Bam. Uh, but he ended the game. I'm three points, four rebounds, one of four from the field. Overall, tough game for Grant Williams. And you know, there's really not much, not much you can say about Sam Hauser or Luke Cornett either. This was a pretty small rotational game for the Celtics. They played nine in total. Sam Hauser played seven minutes, not really mm -hmm. counting that for much. Uh, Luke Cornett played 15. So he really, I mean, he spelled the, the minutes that Al Horford didn't play, but that was about it, right? I mean, 48 minutes in a game, we've got 33 for Al Horford, 15 for Luke Cornett. So those are the center minutes wrapped up in a nutshell. And then you've just got Grant and Hauser kind of splitting time there. Uh, but realistically, it's not a not a game where you got a ton from the bench outside of Malcolm Brogdon. Haven't been able to say that in a long time. 
But overall, you look at the way that the Celtics played offensively. Again, key word offensively. It's second to none. This team continues to play at such a high level. And it's easy to point to Jason Tatum's, you know, 15 of 25, 8 of 12 from three and say, okay, like, yes, that's the reason that the Celtics are shooting so well. But that's that's not it. <laughs> like, you look, Horford, 2 of 4. Smart, 2 of 3. Derek White, 3 of 7. Malcolm Brogdon, 5 of 7 from 3. Like, all of these guys are contributing, hitting shots at such a high clip that it is just crazy to watch. The Celtics tonight shot 22 of 45 from three. Mind you, we took 83 shots in this one. 45 of them were threes. So that is more than 50% of our shots. But the Celtics shot 48.9%. Basically 49% from three. With a ridiculous sample size. Like this isn't the Celtics going out there and shooting, you know, 10 threes and hitting 49% of them. The Celtics shot 45 and shot 49%. It's ridiculous. And I'll talk about the Celtics defense in the second half because Miami wasn't far behind. I mean, they shot 45% on 40 attempts, 18 of 40. But again, you look at the, the difference in this one, you know, that's four threes. That's 12 points. We won by 13, right? This is really what most of these games have come down to at this point. Every game, I've kind of been tallying it up. The amount that we win by is typically the number of either free throws that we beat them by or the number of threes. So overall in this one, it's just, it's an impressive game all around. You know, even from the free throw line, 20 of 23. Jason Tatum, a monster game. 11 of 12 from the free throw line. Jalen Brown, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. Our stars are doing everything they can to get to the free throw line and play just efficient basketball. I think you look at you look at the Joel Embiid's of the NBA. You look at the James Harden's of the NBA and they've been up there as far as scoring titles go. They're, you know, two of the best in the game at scoring. A lot of their points come from free throws. And I think it's, it's clear to anyone that watches the game that knows the game. And clearly Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum understand that. And I think they're pushed this year to continuously get downhill towards the rim. They've seen it pay off in dividends, right? Like they're not only getting to the rack, creating free throw opportunities, but they're also collapsing the defense every single time they do it because they're high ticket players. That's what they do. When they're going downhill, people need to collapse. And when people collapse, guys are wide open. And that's why you've seen Jason Tatum's assist numbers go up. Jalen Brown's assist numbers go up. Uh, because they know exactly what they're doing at all points. It's just absolutely crazy to watch the the type of basketball that this team is playing on a pretty consistent basis at this point on the offensive end. Uh, with that being said, as you know, historic as this team has been playing, uh, and just to bring this up before I even 
talk about the negatives. This is the first time the Celtics have scored 130 plus points in three straight games since 1968. 1968. This Celtics team is doing what they have not done in a very long time. Very long time. Two of my lifetimes. Right? It's crazy to think of. Um, One other thing that the Celtics did really well in this one is getting out in transition. The Celtics struggled. Everybody on the Celtics besides Jason Tatum struggled in the, the zone defense that Miami played. It seems to happen every single year. Jason Tatum was the zone breaker today. Uh, but the Miami Heat did a really good job defensively against us at points with that zone. The Celtics did a much better job of getting out fast, getting out in transition, not allowing the Miami Heat defense to set up. Uh, so overall, that was another big thing for me. Uh, but I do want to talk about some negatives here. Before we dive into some of the negatives, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns like can the Celtics continue on this unbelievable stretch of basketball and break the NBA offensive rating record. When I'm looking to get in on that action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Do you think Jason Tatum's going to score 35 in a Celtics 10-point game? This is the type of action you can get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
All right, so it's hard to talk about some of the negatives in this game without talking directly about the defense. Uh, obviously, Celtics offense playing at a ridiculous level, 134 in this one. We also gave up 121. Not going to talk about the negatives for long because at the end of the day, this is another huge win. The Celtics are streaking once again. Uh, however, 35 points in the first, 36 points in the third. The defense is not quite there. They have made it up to 14th in the NBA in defensive rating. Uh, it's not something that I think any of the Celtics players are okay with. It seems like, you know, after last year leading the NBA by a pretty large margin, you don't, you don't want to see your team slip that far back. With that being said, fourth quarter defense this year has been solid. Uh, this was another one. We outscored the Heat 32-25 in this. So to hold any team to 25 points in a quarter is solid. You know, you do at the math 100 points in a game. If you hold a team to 100, you're absolutely killing it. It'd be one of the best defensive teams in the NBA by far, right? So the fact is, like, the Celtics are showing that they're capable of doing it, but it's not quite there yet. So that was issue one. A lot of that, to me, stemmed from the turnovers. 18 turnovers in this one. Jalen Brown had six of them. Not a good look. However, points off of turnovers, they had 15. The funny part is that the Miami Heat had 15 turnovers, so three less. And we actually scored four more points off of those turnovers than they did. So the Celtics still are doing a fairly good job getting back on defense, getting back on transition defense off of these turnovers, but it's something you just, you need to nip in the bud. This is not something that is sustainable in a game where the shots aren't falling, right? Because at the end of the day, like right now we're playing offense, like the best team in the, in NBA history. I don't think there's any arguing that at this point, I have never, seen a team move the ball so effortlessly. But at the end of the day, if a game happens and the shots aren't falling at a 48% clip like they did tonight, the defense needs to step up in spots. You can't turn the ball over. Because if you turn the ball over, you are continuing to play the defense that you've been playing and the shots don't fall at such a high rate this is a game you lose. That's it, right? Like all of that needs to improve. With that being said, we saw a video today surface around the internet, the Twitter sphere. Robert Williams is now scrimmaging. Robert Williams was running around with Noah Vonley, running around with all of the reserves, and he looked good. He was moving. They said that there, there have been no setbacks. We're at the 10-week mark right now. Uh, mind you, the original timeline for his return was 8 to 12 weeks. We are right in the middle of it. So there is a two-week stretch here, uh, but it sounds like it could be before that. So this is a early-ish December potential return, and this is exactly what this team needs in the middle of this whole, you know, 
defensive collapse. I don't know if collapse is the right word for it, but it's not a good start on the defensive end. So having Rob back might take the offense back from, you know, an offensive rating of 120.3 might bring it down a couple of notches, but that defensive rating is what's going to improve a bunch. So as long as this team continues to move the ball the way that they're moving, once Rob comes back, man, oof, this team is going to be scary. At this point, uh, again, Celtics improved to 18-4 and four after today's win. Uh, this is five straight wins for the Celtics. And if you look at the standings, still hold a two-game lead four-game lead over Cleveland in the three spots. So continuing to really kind of stretch that. Uh, Milwaukee played a solid game tonight. Giannis fouled out. They still managed to pull off the win. Uh, but again, this is uh, this is a Celtics team that is just rolling at this point. I'm not, not worried about seeding at this point. It is very much get healthy, stay healthy. And I don't see this team losing a seven-game series. I really don't. It's a fun time to be a Celtics fan. That is where we're going to wrap things up, though. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Uh, make sure to join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. And if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Everything helps. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk to you soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?